anywhere, anytime, for everyone. This is jrootradio.com. On. Welcome, everyone, to another week with your hosts, Mordechai Weinberger and Harav Nissen. It is an honor and a pleasure to work, to share with you the information that we have. And I also find it a big source to be able to do the radio program now because it is still of my father's yard site. And I think that there cannot be a greater schuss than being able to create an awareness and something that will be able to change generations, have an effect, and what greater mitzvah can there be than helping another yid and helping someone grow and be a little better? So we hope that it should be a schuss, Merz for his neshama, and really for every one of us. As we grow, why do we have to look to someone once they're not alive and do something for that? Let's see if when we change, and we change ourselves, we change our marriage, we help our entire system all around us change, it can be a schuss for us right now. And we really can get the payers in this world and the payers in that world. The number to call up to ask your question is 718-683-5858. And we're looking forward to taking your questions. The number is 718-683-5858. And I guess we would start with a question that I received. And this is just till we get the callers. This is a question that someone is asking about a follow-up question from that you asked that we had last week just looking for the question. And it was that last week we had a parent calling up saying that her kids do not want to go to wherever it should be. They don't want to go to shul. What should they do? And now the question was, I'm just looking for the exact ones. Forgive me for not finding it. And it sort of goes, what do I do if we're newly married? Here is the question. Let's go here. And it starts, this is the actual question. Hi, Rabbi Weinberger. First of all, thanks for, yes, doing the radio shows on Monday. It would be hard to wait until Tuesday. May your father, all of us, Shalom, have an alias neshama and Shep, a lot of nachas from you. Amen. And we do this, that the Rabbi and I hope that everything that my brother and my sister and my brother-in-law's and sister-in-law's and my wife and my kids and the other grandchildren do for my father's neshama, and that we do for anyone in Klai, so should have a should have an aliyah for his neshama. And now to continue the question. I listened to your most recent radio show to the question of the woman who said that her teenage sons do not go to shul on Shabbos morning or go late. You told her how to deal with it, and I think you gave her very good advice. My question is now, I'm a newly married woman whose husband often goes late, can, who often goes late can help him. I know that he really wants to go on time. Do I mix in? Do I leave it up to him since he's an adult? What do you recommend? Harav Nissen, what would you say to this question? You know, it, it, it's it's really uh, tough to, to answer because you have so many things involved here. It seems like, uh, first of all, is is your husband uh, is is a is a chronic later? You know this meaning that if always he has a meeting or something this or just matter of ashkafa, he doesn't want to get up. You know, it's I, I know I know that for example, you know, in a certain pers- people that if you say eight o'clock the the, the davening starting, they have to come eight fifteen. If you have to start eight fifteen, they will come eight thirty. 
this is something that it's it's inside the personality of the person. And uh, but the other issue is basically the Ashkafa and what is the Yirat Shamaim and what is all about to be Yiddishkeit. This is I, I think this is much deeper issue on, on this. Uh, we talk about it that. Uh, last week we spoke about it that I think that they, in the Shivot and that this this is a little missing that I would say the Gishmak of Tfila or the Gishmak of uh, you know giving the uh, to us the Yirat Shamaim of the Tfila what is all about Tfila I think that we uh, we all basically most of us don't understand what is going to to be mitpalel to to connect ourselves this is half an hour hour. At its unbelievable time, quality time, to be connect ourselves with the Creator Himself, yeah. with the, the biggest power. And this is I know that we have so many things that disturb you and us and and the husband, the husband may probably give you excuses that he was at work all the all week and he's tired and is and he cannot get up. But we have zmanet tefila, timing of tefila. In the morning, and I know that the Nefesh Achaim wrote that that uh, if somebody is late, is like korban that pigul is not avazmano but el korbano. And yeah. this is something that all about about what is about first of all responsibility. And I ask, I would ask this lady. If her husband go to a vacation or is if he working in an in in office. The question if he will be late to this, if he cannot punch the time clock, this is something that uh, has to think about it. Yes. And let's let's completely take a complete other sway. All right? So that is one way. A, understanding the Yerashamayim, understanding the importance of tefillah, understanding what it means to daven. And then, yes, when we go to work... It's a different somehow, for whatever reason, a different way how the work goes. And somehow people there have a hard time being to Kyle to Yeshiva on time. They might get fired from one job or another job. But one definite step is that to work, sometimes they learn those steps. Now, I would just like to take it on a different level. And as you were speaking, I was debating, should I share, shouldn't I share? It's a little self-disclosure, and people might take it sometimes a wrong way or a different way. But I decided I will share. The book that Ibach Shem recently just came out with, which is Mastering Relationships, just about two months ago, we go into the different natures, the Eish, Mayim, Ruach, and Offer Energy. So I would like to share with you, when I got married, I wonder if this question might sort of fit to what was when I got married. So let me explain to you about my father, just to drop since it's his yard site now. My father was the type of person that did things certain times extremes. That means that if there was a minion chakras and he saw someone was down, he would almost have, not almost, he would try to get the minion to wait five or ten minutes. He'll buy this guy a coffee, tell the guy, drink a coffee, and now the Yibasim Chanadi in a better mood, now the minion can daven. Now, part of my father, which is there's man, there's time, relax. We have to daven with Hashem. You have to have get into it. Many times my father could daven way past the very late time. It could be 12, 1, 2 o'clock shachars. But when he davened, the whole minion had to smile. The whole minion had to be in the mood. You had to daven to the Rabbi Nishloilam. 
And that was one of his styles, one of his stuff. He would be up late at night. He would learn, speak to people. And when I sometimes think of the wind energy that we write over there, the Ruach, the dreamer, feeling the Rabbi Nishlelem, Achtes, and all Klayisrael, that was my father. Now, my wife comes from an amazing family, Bar Hashem, and my father-in-law is the type of person that if you set a clock to something, he'll be there 20 minutes early, that's when he's late. So my shver, my father-in-law Davin's at a minion at around the 6.30 or 7 o'clock minion. He's in shul just about an hour before davening. And he says it's Tehillim, and however it should go. So just imagine now, I am getting married, Bachshem, to my wife, and my father's early davening is 9, 10 o'clock, with all his achanas that he would have with davening and tzedakahs and speaking, and whatever it should be, and my father-in-law's late davening ever would probably be 8 o'clock. Now, I can say, and that's why I thank my wife at the first beginning of the book, that in order for this book to have happened, I'm thanking my earth wife. She was able to ground me. And Baruch Hashem, the two that I learned from her and that she's learned from me, the balance is what we get to in marriage. So I just would want to ask you, is it possible that your husband, as Rav Nissen said, is still coming more from a yeshiva system, which is Bachar many times up very late at night they're learning, or they're schmoozing, so it's hard to get up always on time in the morning. Girls sometimes have the Sundays off. Even if they're working, there's time for work, and then there's time for schoolwork, and then there's time also when you have your time off. But Bachram are officially supposed to be learning the whole time, so therefore eventually you'll be up late at night, you're going to get up a little later in the morning, you can sometimes daven b'yechidus, or making dominion, struggling, getting there. I wonder if, as you're saying, you're a newly married couple, if this is part of the adjustment that you're going to be learning the differences of the way men are, the differences of the way women are, A, and part of it could just be differences of natures, of the Ruach and the Afar personality. And that means that the combination of both of you together will, Merit Hashem, help your husband go far, and you can go far. That's the Kayach of the Ish and the Isha, that once we get married, each one has the key to the other one. And that is one of the most important components of the Book of Mastering Relationships that I wrote, is to help each one look at the other one, look at their strength of the other nature, and how I will grow if I would have that. I wonder what would happen in your marriage if you... If it's possible that your husband is really just more of a dreamer, of a person that has vision, or the person that he is going to minion, he's making it on time, he's even making it before Zman Tfil and Zman Krishma, everything is okay. It's just not early the way you're used to or the way your father is used to. I wonder if that might have anything to do with it. Rav Nissen, what do you say to all this? <laughs> I think that you, you throw it to the other side. Uh, you know, it's definitely that uh, our uh, nature, inside nature, is this very, very uh, big uh, uh, characteristic on this issue. But it's also, you know, but I, let me ask you, as said, a lady that uh, she has to prepare herself to wedding to a simcha, is anything that it's called time is concerning about it? That they can stand in front of me hours and you know prepare, and this is not not good, and this is not, and the time is not meaning to them nothing, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's uh, you know connect to the the the, the four differences, you know, um, uh, nature of us, the earth, water, and air, and the fire. 
And I know, I know that I'm very, very air, you know, I'm very, very dreamer. But still, and a certain that I got from my parent, my father, as you said, my father is, was like you swear. If it was supposed to be eight o'clock, it will be six thirty. And uh, we, we, I know that I know that in our shul, basically, I'm one of the first uh, on the shul in the minyan. Yes. So it's 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 really something also that it's called. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to say about uh, your father rest in peace or other people that you know they are really dreamers and and I know that our chachamim used to prepare themselves hour before tefillah and a tefillah an hour and another hour for just landing off. You know, they take off, take an hour, and fly, and they go down landing over there. It's an hour. Uh, but it's it's really something that you, well, how we feeling con- connect to ourselves to uh, to Hakadosh uh, Baruch Hu. Yeah. And but my question, you know, I, I would say I would ask you also the question like this: Is your father rest in peace, or he was late also for his, you know, duty? Yes. <laughs> Everything was always out. Yes, we were, yes was always late. Everything. Meetings, doctor's appointments, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. So uh, yeah, so this is really is really a really characteristic. It's uh, this something that uh, I know, and and this is something that I don't I don't have the answer about it because it's very puzzling me because I'm 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 the opposite. I'm really opposite. I'm trying to be all the all the time uh, in front of the time. If it's uh, yes, I was wondering about saying that because some. Sometimes people might take it as, let's say, talking negative or bad about someone. I don't want to do it, but it's not that way. It's just part of who my father was, full of love, full of caring, openness. There isn't a yid in the world that he wouldn't schmooze, help, try to get them from, speak to them, help out in any which way. So many times in his businesses he's taken in people that would hurt it, but a yid needs a favor, and that's what he would do. That's part of part of the way he did things. It was part of the whole personality that went along with it. And for him, that was his journey. That was his goal. And for me, I have, you know, a different path on sort of different levels. So just really understanding that there are many times different natures, that can be a big difference. The number to call up to ask your question is 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. Five eight five eight, and we look forward to taking your questions or your comments. And to text us uh, three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. And uh, right now we uh, continue with you text. Yeah, we have we've got the availability again to take the questions and the comments. Uh, let's go ahead, and here is. Another message that I received. Let's just start. Okay, so the question is as follows. So let let me share with everyone sometimes what happens when you're davening for the Ahmed. So I was sharing with someone with what has happened. That this morning I go to the Ahmed and the Gabe tells me we need to do certain bits. I have to, you know, you have to start Hoidu at a certain time. Kaddish has to be before. And, you know, certain we have to hit Baruch and try to hit them. Sure enough, I get to the Ahmed, 
and right away I'm coming early to be prepared, and right away someone comes up to me, you're Mordechai Weinberger, right? I need to ask you a question. Right now, it's Bashert, I should bump into you, because I went to one of those shuls. I tell the uh-uh, uh-uh, I have my tefillin on, I don't talk with the tefillin. She goes, no, 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 it's Bashert, you have time. You have to, after davening, you can't talk, I have to hear so I figured, fine, I know my father would have done this, doing this for my father, I took off the film, speaking to the person. Then I'm putting back on the film, and I'm waiting, there isn't a minion yet. And then what's happening is someone comes out to me and says, oh, you're, uh, you're a chiv, you're, you're, you're a novel, so, so, you know, you have your side? I said, yeah, so I just shook my head, yeah, I says, who is it, your father or your mother? So I like point their father. How long ago did he die? I have no idea who this person is, and starts going into, like, questions, and it was sudden, and I go, well, like, I want to daven, and the person's so interested in every gory detail that I have no idea who this guy is. And then while he's busy doing that, the guy comes up and starts telling me, how are you late? You're already four minutes late. The minion won't finish on time. But I show him, I don't have ten people. There isn't ten people there. And so he's going, why didn't you text me? I didn't have a cell on me. So it's just, I was just laughing that I forgot what it's like when people daven for the Ahmed that year, the different stories that goes on. In fact, last night we had a yard site suit. The family got together and we're singing some, some songs. My brother, my brother-in-law raged to have a minion. So I got the Ahmed. And my brother was going to go to a later minion. It was in a little, it was out of Brooklyn, let's put it that way. I, I just don't go lush and horror where it was. So we realized after the yard site suit, there's one place that has late minion and where they live, where my brother and my brother-in-law live. So we go to that place, and sure enough, they tell my brother, you can't daven for the Ahmed because you don't have a beard. My brother is Shlemer Shabbos. My brother is from. My brother is in Kylo. But I respect everyone's got their men hug him. But we sort of said, but do you realize he is a chiv tonight? There's really no other place. This is the last place. And then one person tells the other one, but how can we, how can we tell you yes when our men is you can't daven there? And then we figure, you know what, it's by shared if not. And then someone goes over, please, you're a chiv. You have to give me $20 tzedakah. And you know, when people start this, you have to and you must, it's the trigger. My brother said, you know what, little Nishmas, my father, here's the $20. And he says, you know, there's one shul that they do a tikkun chatzos, and they have this kabbalah, koilo, something along those lines. They have like a 1245 minion. So sure enough, my brother goes there and tells me, but sends me a message at 12:40. There's only two other people here. I'm afraid I missed the minion. I don't know what to do. At around 12:45, he sends me a message. There's over 20 people at the minion, Baruch Hashem, and he daven. And I was just thinking, I forgot what people go through when they have that the year davening for the Yom, the stories that go on. I remember story after story. And you just take it with chesed, with rachamim, and it's added and on, the extra schus for the neshama and for every one of us when you show how dedicated we are and we want to put in the extra effort. So, <laughs> yeah. You're talking about uh, no beard, and I can tell you that uh, I just heard today from my friend. He was in, uh, I don't want to say, n- different neighborhood. Right, right. I, don't want to, I just want yes. to accept that. We're not judging now. Yeah, no, 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 different neighborhood. And he hear the guys counting the people, and he was with another another Israeli guy, and mm-hmm. it was eight people with two these two Israelis. It was ten, and they talk in a different language than English. Let's put it like this. Yes. 
And <laughs> my friend understood it. And they said that they're not counting as a minyan. So my friend looked yeah. at him and replied him in the same language that is, is a Jewish and Shomer Shabbat. And the guy become apologized, you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you know, I'm, I'm, I didn't know, you know. But happened to me many times also that people call me Shvalzi Chayes, you know, unfortunately. <laughs> Rabbi, <laughs> how can I mistake you with your crowding a long payas that you got over there? Yeah. <laughs> but no uh, you know, this this is something that we judge we judge people so quickly. We judge but people. But it's okay. No, I, I wasn't trying. Everyone can have their minhagim. I want you to know minhagim. Whatever people have, I don't even want to go down that path. Certain people have certain minhagim. What I just want to share is that sometimes. You know, there's just, you want to do something, you forget different positions, the pressures that it has, being a therapist, being a father, being a mother, uh, being in Kailal, supporting kids that are in Kailal. There's just so many different stuff that happen, and those are difficult, those are, those are painful, and we sometimes forget, so I haven't, you know, it's, it's eight years now that my father isn't here, and that year davening for the Ahmed, I probably can put several books out there. And when you speak to people, they all share that I'm not the Yitzhak, I am the Klal. In fact, someone even sent me a message telling me, wow, all these stories in one day? And now that I come to think about it, I remember that this is almost normal what someone has when they daven for the Ahmed. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, you know, this is, a, we, I would say that to the awareness about it, be sensitive to the other people, you know, just yes. look, that's my, my, my message about be sensitive to the other people, just yes. look and look in between the lines, don't don't look on the, uh, the cover, you know. Yeah, okay. we have a, Mrs. A relative R. of mine. A we have a Mrs. Mine. R right Mrs. now. Mrs. R, okay. So we're going to go to Mrs. R. Hello. Yes, hello. First of all, thank you for the radio show with your phone line and for the time that you're giving the Cloudy Store. It's unbelievable what you're doing. You're changing lives every day. You're welcome. Certainly. Thank you. So I'm going to thank you for today's message on the questions and answers section on your phone line. Yes. I just Please. shared it now with everyone with what the yard site, some of the experience of the yard yes. site. Yes. So I so appreciate what you said about your father's youth that it was you were describing how things didn't work out. I don't know. I, I wasn't listening. Yeah. 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 So let me just share the positive side. There is a concept which is really an olive base, and I don't discuss it much, but I'm probably going to start discussing it more. It's part of, I'm also in the middle of taking now the training, the DBT, to be certified in dialectical behavioral therapy. So it's a main concept, but this is all over. This is Aleph Beis. This is like Reb Nissen always talks about it all the time, the Shem Reb Nachman. This is Aleph Beis in Yiddishkeit. It goes way before that. And that's about mindfulness, being in the moment. So here I was trying to daven, and then the thoughts came in. So today when I was davening for the Amit, I was also thinking about that night, last night, what my brother went through. And then here it's getting the minion, and then this is happening, and that's happening. And then I even missed out the last part, getting to Eleno at the last Kaddish. It was just before 8.30, and it was alternate sides. So all of a sudden, three-quarters of the minion packed out, and I had nine people. So I have to still say the last Kaddish after Eleno. And I'm down to nine. <laughs> it's just, and my mind was, mindfulness is 
that it's like we discussed it many times, we've had, we talked about an act therapy. It's about just being in the moment so you could notice the thoughts instead of fighting the thoughts and saying, what's wrong with me or I'm bad? It's just, let's go back. So I went back to Parish Amilis. Okay, so middle of davening and all of a sudden I'm thinking that, how will I or whatever thoughts came in, how could they do it? Like it's so hard davening for the Yamid and all of a sudden just go back. What's the next word that I'm saying? Just focus on the word. Then it came up, the sadness with my father. It's eight years. And then my mind starts thinking, and as I'm diving, I start getting thoughts of about my father. And then again, no, no, hold on. It's, it's not that it's wrong. It's not that it's bad. It's just right now I'm davening. And then just come right back to, the, like, to a grounded system. Like, what am I going to think about? So for those that sometimes get dysregulated, it's your breath. Sometimes it's like just be mindful of the clothing on your body. If you're doing something like washing the dishes, washing the floors, if you're a man, you're sitting or you're learning, just pay attention to the next step. You're driving, just pay more attention to what you're doing instead of other stuff. Right. So that's why I, I really want to thank you because um, my grandfather was Mr. Suddenly, and tomorrow will we'll be his, um, his, third, his third Utah. And I was thinking about what I should do in his chest, do this, do that. I'm a working mother, little children, and, you know, even saying a little, you know, more than a few cup of hotel, it's just, it's not really practical. So, you know, I was feeling so guilty, you know, why can't I even just do a little bit more for my grandfather? And I, I felt so connected to him. So um, after listening to your message, I, it just gave me so much, so much chizik because I decided that I'll, you know, I'll go along with Hashem's plan instead of planning things for him. Yes. Um, he gave me children, Hashem, and, and I'm a mother, and I should do that, and I should, I should try my best, of course, but doing wow. more than I'm able to is not really... That's right, and getting stressed and getting tense is exactly. the worst thing of all. So we can sometimes do certain behaviors, but if we put such a negative flavor into it, then Nebuch, then it can, it can really hurt people. So here yeah, you're doing... Really, uh, in a yeah. way... Going with Hashem's plan is, in a way, even more difficult than taking exactly. on the Wow, you just hit it on the nail. You hit it on the nail. Do you know how many people have anxiety when we're working with people, smart, intelligent, maminim b'nei maminim, chasashom to be nifter, or al-kiddush Hashem, we'll do it in a second. But when we want something and Hashem doesn't want it, and it eats us up. What did I do wrong? Maybe I should force and give more tzedakah. Maybe I should push harder. Maybe I'm now going to get angry. And we start getting everyone tense. And there's, it's a really a three-level skill that has to happen. We always say it, that when we have in Perkei Yavis, you know, each of them, we need each of them. You can't just have Torah, you can't just have Avoid Tzfilah, you can't just have Gemilus Chasadim. They're three legs of a stool. And sometimes we see where someone could be a master in one area, let's say Gemilus Chasadim, but if you're not Shemesh Shabbos, if you're not from, then, but you're doing Chesed Chasadim, I don't want to take away the Schos and the Schara there, I don't want to minimize that. But to be a complete person, it's about the balance, it's about the synthesis, which means doing the behaviors and everything that's needed is extremely important. It's extremely important for, for, for the, what we are doing. But at the same time, it's got to be with a positive that the kids should be happy. The kids should find the strength in that. That's such an important goal. 
Right, and I feel this is the greatest gift from my grandfather. If I could really, um, I feel this is really my my appointment. Yeah. Okay. All right, thank you. Thank you so sure, much. the number to call up is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. Thank you for that message. Here's a message that Ramnison just sent me that I thought it's very cute. I listened to this one. This is about a teacher in school. Hi. I work one-to-one -one with teenage girls. I'm trying to teach them about being positive. I introduced them to your line and to yourself, how you focus a lot on positive. So what I did was I bought a cap and wrote on it, MW, your initials, initials, so when they are stuck in their negative, I make them wear this cap and they have to think of a positive. So far it's working, who knows? Ravnison, I can't believe you sent me this message. This is funny. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, Baruch Hashem. And again, as we're hoping, this should be a schutz for my father's neshama, being able to think in a positive term, shift your way of thinking, and especially achtos, and thinking of all of Klal Yisrael, this is what's going to bring the Gula Shalem, and this generation it's brought down, that Gemilas Chasodim is the final step that's necessary. So for everyone that we're able to bring positive acceptance, loving our fellow Yid, we should be zeichet to have the Geula Shalema for all of us in any one of the pains or difficulties that we are having. Amen. Rav Nissen, yeah, who are we going to, to next? Miss S. Ms. S, you're on the air with Mordechai and Rav Nissen. Hi, I'd like to thank you for your line, Chris. Yes, certainly. Yeah, um, I have a little question. Go right um, ahead. And again, just to shield everyone, the number to call up is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. Yeah, um, I think I know your response, but I was wondering if you have anything else to share about it. I'll tell you what, maybe we will be able to, because I usually don't know my own responses, so that's pretty cute. Go ahead. Okay. Um, we're three friends. Um, it's a bit confusing. Can I do it with ABCs? Oh, thank you. You just made my job so much easier. Yes. Okay, so me and my friend are A and B. We have a friend that's C. She's not too good for us. And my not only me, my, my mother also thinks it's about that she's not so good for us. So we try not to be very close to her. In the beginning of beginning of this year, we there was another girl in our class, which is um, girl B. She comes from a different country, whatever. She doesn't come from here and some girls who didn't want to be our friend and whatever. So we became her friends, and then while she saw that we're like trying to, in a way, not be close with girl C, she saw that we're trying to push her out. So um, we're wondering that we're going to mix classes next year, and I want to know like how I can tell her and that really I want to be her friend, but the problem is girl C, not she. Girl D. Wow. Hello? Yeah. So let's go ahead and just try this again. So there's a friend, you're, let's say your friend A and B. You have a friend C that people feel aren't healthy, right? And you are talking to friend C. Now, who's the one that, that started thinking that, Oive, now you're getting close to friend C? Is it D or is it B? No, that's not the case. It's more that me, A and B, don't want to be C's friend because we don't think she's good for us. Right. And we also have a friend, D. And D thinks that we don't want to be her friend, but really we do want to be her friend. We don't want to be Great. her friend. Okay. So how about you go over to D and you just tell D, hi, we want to be your friend. 
I know it sounds so, like tackyish. I know it sounds baby. She can't go over to someone. I could see my 15-year-old daughter tell me now. How could you say to me, you can't go over to someone, but you could, like, sit down next to them lunchtime. You could um, sort of so when they're going that. home. You could make a call and just say, hi, how are you? And when you call them, they'll say, oh, you want to be my friend. So sometimes you don't have to say openly be my friend. Sometimes it's very possible just to connect to the person, just to place the call. You call them three, four times, and your actions will speak louder than words. Yeah, so we told her already that we want to be her friend and that she should, like, mention our names when the principal wants to mix the class discs. So yeah. our question is maybe more that, like, how can we, like, exclude girls' seats? We can't really do it because our school is not so big. It's probably, like, 100 girls. So we're going to be with her anyways. Okay, so now that's going to be part of life. When you're around someone that you don't really want to be their friend, you will, they will sort of be on their own, or they'll make other friends, or they'll be hanging around you, and you just won't be that warm to them. Or you can speak right, to the I teachers, don't. which is more importantly, sometimes the teachers of schools can help out and can get other girls to speak to them. Yeah, so that, we spoke to our teachers, and she said she hears, and she just couldn't do anything about it. And now school's over, so we we spoke to our mothers, both of us, and my mother also doesn't know what to do. Well, let's like, try something simple. What. what would happen if you pair? First, what did you think I would say? I thought you would say that I should open up to teacher or parents, and that's what I did. Excellent. So, Great. Because I listened to you a lot, so I, Thank I, I you. heard you response. Thank you. Now I wonder if your parents can actually call up the school and find out is it possible that you won't be in their in that class in that grade in, the, in that class with that girl no not and but again not to attack i want to clarify let's understand what's happening over here sometimes people have it if we don't like a certain girl then you know let's not even go about changing classes what's wrong if you're in the class with her and you just don't really hang around her that happens all the time friends friendship phases in and phases out if you don't call her at night or if she calls you and you don't pick up, she'll get the hint. Let's just try simple stuff. What happens if you don't really ignore her like she's Trace Hasashalom? Just very simple. When she calls, you're not picking up the four or five times. You call her once in two days. She said, I called you yesterday. Oh, you did? I'm sorry. You know, so she I, doesn't I did call me because I think, I think she got the hint a little bit that we don't want to be her friend. Great. So now what's the problem? What's the difficulty if she's in your class? Maybe she'll have other friends she'll want to be with. I know, but the problem is I don't think she has anyone to be with. Okay, well, the Rabbi Shlomo so is going to help her. I don't want her to be upset at me. Oh, now we get So the issue is you don't want her to be upset at you. Now, how are you going to control someone else's feelings? I don't know. You can't. Understand, you've done an action. You've done a behavior, it might even be the right behavior, but it's still a behavior, and every step that we do, even not doing something, will also bring a reaction. Okay, but really, like, I can be upset at her, too, because I was her friend from first grade to, like... No, 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 stop, 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 no, 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 let's stop a second. We don't need to attack her if we have a difficulty. Can you realize that? No, but... No, but she was my friend already, and then we dropped. I dropped her, and then she became back my friend because she didn't have a friend anymore. No, 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 so we're missing it. Why, why do we need to justify? Now, why do we have to make her bad or, or worse or, or justify? It's very simple. Right now, I was, it was great being her friend for so many years, 
And now I just feel it's time to move on. You're allowed to do that. That's part of what we do at teenage years. We've had callers in the past that I disconnected from someone for two, three years. Now I want to connect again, but they have other friends now. They don't want to connect me. That's part of the responsibility and part of the lessons that you're going to learn during the teenage years. Part of it is learning how to do something and not to be embarrassed and not to be hurt or afraid to do that. But, like, I don't want her to be upset with me for life. She will be. Why shouldn't she? Why don't, why, let me ask something. Is that right for her not to be upset? You want her now to bury an emotion? She has a friend. The friend doesn't want to be her friend. Not only does she lose her friend, but she can't even be upset. Is that right? Can we at least allow her to own her emotion, to own her feeling? I should rather be your friend than she should be upset at me. I didn't say that. Notice you only have two extreme things. One behavior is you're her friend. Okay, you're her friend. Now you're going to suffer. The other option is you're not going to be her friend, and she's not allowed to be sad about that. Is that right, that she can't feel sad? That she can't be angry? No. That's right. So can you allow her to be hurt and allow her to be sad? But I don't want it to affect me. I don't know. How will it affect you if someone's upset at you? Because you always hear the stories people like didn't have children or something. Ah, so now we've got to start dealing with here's where we need more Rav and Rebetzin involved. And here is where we need to understand that there is, again, I, I'm going to try not to get into Hashkafa, but just the olive base in Hashkafa, and that's the difficulty with stories. In fact, I'll, I'll just share with you, you're a girl, so many times girls and women don't know this, but there's a part of the Gemara that's called Agada to Gemaras. Agada to Gemaras are stories that happen with Tanoim. And Amiram, and there are many stories of sometimes what people did, how far they did certain things, and certain stories that happened. But there's an extremely important rule about Agadita stories. And the rule is you're not allowed to paskin halacha from Agadita stories. I'll share with you another story that we had. We called up a Rav. I had a client of mine that he had an issue that he felt guilty that he has a set of leichter. Candelabras, what's his guilt? There's a story, I don't want to say which, which Rebbe, but one of the Rebbe's during World War II, there was someone that didn't have money for their food, for their children, and he, there was nothing left in the house, just his leichter, and he sold his leichter and gave that woman the food, the, you know, the money of the candelabra, and gave it, and this is how this woman had food. And this person is coming to me saying, what right do I have today to have a candelabra, a leichter, when I know there are people that are poor? And my response to him was, tell me, this big rebel, huge tzaddik, he has a grandson today. That's his malamakam. Do you think this grandson has leichter today? So before you paskin from stories... I said, before you give away your life, can you please just speak to this Rebbe's Malamakam, to his grandson or, or his son, whoever it should be, and find out what he's saying, find out what the halacha is. And now let me go ahead and share it with you and with so many people listening. Yes, there are stories 
of where someone made a behavior, they did something wrong, and then Nebuchadnezzar affected them. Yes, there are stories where people were ma'avar al-midaysav, and in that schos, Baruch Hashem, it helped. It really does. The difficulties that we're having in this generation, here's where I would like you all to speak to your Rav. Don't take my words, is, but there is still the way Hashem created the world. And that means that there are several stories that's written, printed publicly, but I just don't like speaking sometimes on the stories. There was a story of one of the big adolam of the last generation that when he got older, he tackled, he developed like Alzheimer's, lost, lost the zikar and lost the memory and all that. And part of the Avaida was that this person that put his gadol, he stayed by the kids. The kids didn't want to send him to a nursing home. Now, not Hashem, those that do send, and it's needed. We're not saying that. No, I'm just saying what the kids did. And part of this, this koyach to keep this big gadol ador as healthy and as sane as possible is to push him to go outside and to walk and he didn't want to and they asked the Rav, the Rav said no but even when your father's crying and complaining and being angry at you it's the greatest schar in the world so to teenagers we're told the stories of Mavater, we're told the stories of Maver al we're told the stories that if you're given and how much was changed or feel about the other person's feelings. There's also the Pashit Aleph Bez of Derech Ha'elam Derech Ha'teva. That is, you need to be able to say no. You need to be able to set limits. And if you're doing the right step, chas v'shalom to think that the Rabbi Shalom, however I'm going to say it, is a billion times smarter than us, doesn't realize that. So the famous m'shalom says, chas v'shalom, if the Goyim want us to shmad to whatever religion, chas v'shalom, we're going to do it because they're going to be upset at us, because they're going to be hurt. If someone wants you right now to give away every penny that you have to them, are you allowed to? How badly are you, gonna, are you going to get punished for doing that? When the Rebbein gives you, there's a parnasa, there's a chiyah for you to take care of yourself. So what happens is we're sharing stories because, unfortunately, many people are selfish. Many people only think about themselves. And we learn from stories that we hear that we need to give away and we need to feel for the other person. At the same time, this generation, we forget about ourselves, and we're allowed to say no. Yeah, but I don't think I have a problem saying no. Yes, you do. You feel guilty saying no. You told this girl, you decided you don't want to be a friend. You're allowed to not want to be someone's friend. She's going to be hurt, and now you're walking around all guilty. You're worried she's going to have akhtada. If you did it the coveted way, you did it the respectful way. Why are you I, so afraid of her? her? I never told her I don't want to be her friend, but she like chopped it by herself because Let's go back. Did. You said what is your issue if she's angry at you? Remember, you said that you yeah. don't want her to be angry at you. Why not? Allow her to feel the feelings. She didn't have friends. She had you. You were her friend for a couple of years. Now you want to take a break, and you're worried she's going to be angry at you. What are you worried about? So she'll be angry. She'll go through the process of emotions. She'll learn how to deal with it or not, or this will be experienced for the future times when people will get upset or when we don't get what we want. The Rabbi Shalom does that all the time where we have expectations, and Hashem doesn't do that. Hashem does His wants. Rav Nissa, what do you say no, I, to all this? Yes, I know what the, what you sh- 
the young lady is just first of all she's it's very nice for to see our children very sensitive to, sensitive to others but also she, she's put it like as you said black and white and i don't see it that uh, it will be you know i think if you really keep in touch with her and uh, you don't you know it's it's all uh, strange you no know, my friend no my friend you know but its life is flowing and you will see definitely i think that uh you continue and maybe you feel that uh, she she can approach you we can approach her it's, it's 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 life you know i don't i don't understand i don't see what's wrong to be a so called not friend and together it's it's a, it's something that uh, I, I you know maybe maybe i'm too old for for the, you know cutting it uh, so strong but uh, I think that this is something that you have to to work upon yourself and definitely if she if she feel that you uh, betrayed by you this should definitely she will feel bad about it I don't think that uh, the, why not so I have another little question regarding this Wait, can you just repeat to us well, hold on hold on can you repeat to us what what you just heard for a missing could you just tell me what was your thought originally and Hopefully what information is helped because this is very important for teenagers. I agree with you. We hear so many stories about being mavra al-midais, about giving in, about thinking about the other person's feeling, and it's true. And we need it, and that's what everybody from looks for. But it has to be balanced with also who am I, what am I need. So could you just explain to us this concept? Yeah, so I basically heard that I should um, try to live life, and I have to learn that I just have to accept things. And that I should just make sure that I don't have I don't have to be upset that she's going to be upset at me. I should just ignore it. Even allow her, understand her, and feel for her. Okay. Yeah. Imagine you can say, "Wow, it must really be hard on her," but this is still something I need to do now, and I can even daven for her, and she's allowed to be sad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, Thank I you. Also... Now, what was your second part of the question? No, it's answered. It's fine. I just thought it was gonna start. Whatever. It's just uh, the question over, really. Wow. Very impressive. Very, very mindful. Very aware of yourself yeah, that's just... able to say that. Yeah. Um. I just want to thank you for your book, also. I yeah, can you share with yet, me how that helped you? I said I didn't read it yet because oh. we only have, I think, one store here that has it, so I just have to go out and get it. But I heard already a lot of my friends read it, and they all said how amazing it is. So Thank you. I'm going to have to go get it. Okay, great. Thank you. I appreciate you sharing that. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Ravnison, and who are we going to next? Mrs. G. Mrs. G, you're on with Mordechai and Ravnison. Okay, uh, so I think we lost them. Okay, so we have Miss S. Wow, Miss S. And again, for those that would like to call, the number is 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. Miss S. Miss S. Hi, is it me? Yes. Yep, it is you. Hi, thank you. Um, so I asked you a question um, a while ago um, based on the abuse that I went through growing up. And 
my siblings also listened to your line, and I felt very attacked afterwards by them. Um, they claimed that I'm basically that I'm sick, that I'm going for health, and they're the healthy ones that are not going. Okay. So, now, can we um, entertain for a moment that both let's, Good. Let, let's just stop a second. Can we recognize it's possible that everyone's reality is real to them? Yeah, I don't mind everyone being healthy. I just want to know um, why am I going if we all grew up in the same house and they're not. Why are you what? Why do I feel that I have to go to health and they feel that I'm... Um, let's try one simple factor. Are, is your genetic, is your face a drop different than your brother's and your sister's face? Yeah. So that means genetically you can be very similar to them, but you're still different. And that means that the Rabbi gave you a very special kayak, and you might be a drop more sensitive, which with this sensitivity you can grow, you can help people, you have a special mission that no one in this entire world has, and part of that mission is going to the house where you were raised and going through those pains that for you was considered abusive. You're now learning how to overcome that. And now you will be able to be a light to the rest of Kal Yisrael. Just being a mother and who okay. you are, you need to overlearn how to come that. Now, your other siblings might not have that exact genetic that you have. And that's just one possibility of why you are the one in therapy and they're not. It could also be that it really was abuse and they're still stuck in the denial because they're afraid to feel that they numb themselves. They block themselves out. We have many times clients coming into our office sharing with me horrendous stories. And then I go, whoa, there's severe trauma, severe abuse. And they go, oh, I don't think there's anything wrong. This is normal. You don't know what my parents are like. You don't know what my grandparents are like or my aunts and uncles are like. And many times I tell them, sorry, I don't want to take you because I don't want to have some ruin. Or when, once you start being aware, a lot of pain starts coming up. It's like someone that was sitting and the foot fell asleep. And then when they stand up, all of a sudden the blood starts flowing and you feel all that pain. That happens. Uh, um, the so point is that you can right have your reality sick, and they I, can have theirs. Say that again? Are they right with this, that I am sick, that I, that I think I need help? They are right that their perception of themselves are that everything's okay. That's all they're right about. And you are right that your perception is that you need help. Who cares about what is the reality right now? They care because they accuse me. They accuse now, me for asking a, a question on your line. And, and, and now what? So this is partially what we do when someone attacks you and you learn how to think. They accused you for your perception. And why am I you say, but this is my perception? But they, they accuse me for asking a question on your line, and they say that people notice my voice, and then people are going to... Um, now seeing that my parents are abusive when they think they are not. Okay. And now my therapist says that the stories I tell her is abusive. Now, let's, let's, well, hold on. Let's stop over there a second. And here's again sometimes where families need to recognize that we don't have power over other people. So maybe yes will bother your parents. 
maybe this will bother your siblings, and they can tell you that it bothered them, and you still have the right to do it. Mm-hmm. Do you have, are you, I I let me ask you something. Look at your hands. Can you look at your hands right now? Are you yeah. looking at your hands? Yeah. Is it your hands that you're seeing, or is it your sister's hands? Mine. Is it your parents' hands that you're seeing? No. Is it your children's hands that you're seeing? No. So whose hands is it? Mine. So now let's understand something. In families, there's part of us when we're the same, where we're similar, but part of us is also different and separate. And many times what families does is if we're family, then you can't do this and you can't do that. Now, all of a sudden, because one place we're similar, that means all the places we're going to be similar. No. These places were similar. These places were not. In my opinion, something happened. I called up Mordechai Weimar because I wanted clarity. And, yes, it affected you. And, yes, my call might have affected you, and now it affected our relationship. But I still was allowed to do it. That's still my perception. You might be able to say you don't like that I did it. That's okay. Mm. You might be upset I did it, and now you don't want to be close to me. That's also okay. They're allowed to make choices based on decisions that you made, but they can't take away your rights as an individual. You can do what you like, Mm -hmm. and then you'll have to pay the prices. So what I understand is that, that, um, that I am more sensitive than them, which makes a lot of sense, and... That's I am. That's I am more aware that it's abuse. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It might be real abuse, and you might not be sensitive. You might be healthy, and they might be numb. They might be disassociated. I, I'm just sharing two extremes. Mm-hmm. There's many different things in the middle. I know many so people that they. Yeah, well, again, don't share it. We don't want to share what it is. But then if it's real abuse, then it's very likely there's, there is a diagnosis. I'm going to I'll come to me in a moment what it's called. Oh, it's called the famous Stockholm Syndrome. Mm-hmm. Stockholm Syndrome is a Sweden. Let me even see the exact date when it happened. But basically there was a bank robbery, and... They were the people were sort of in the bank robbers, like you know, there was negotiations going on. I was pretty sure it was like ten days. And when they the robbers, when they submitted themselves, when they gave up, they went to court and what was shocked everyone was that the people that were the victims of the bank robbery, they're all defending the bank robbers, how nice they were. They gave us food. They treated us well. They could have killed us, and they didn't. And the world was shocked. Here are people that held you about 10 days. They beat them. They threatened them. They intimidated them. But at the end, they come running to their protection. Wow. And that's called Stockholm Syndrome, that when people are in severely abusive situations, you identify with the abuser. It is a mm-hmm. famous diagnosis. Makes and a lot it's of called, sense. And it's called Stockholm, Stockholm Syndrome. So why don't I have it? 
Well, again, remember that different natures, different roles. Is I feel you're asking a simple question to a very complicated question. So I will answer that question if you could answer this question just as simple. Can you explain to me what it means to be a litzva shiid or a chasid shiid? Just explain it to me in like three seconds. Um. Is it a tish? Is it just going to BMG, to Base Medish Gavaya in Lakewood, and your Litvish? Is uh, being Hasidish putting on a Shrimal, is that it? No. Excellent. So that's the same question. I can give you five short reasons that every one of them are about years of explaining. Number one, as we discussed, you might be more aware. They might not be. Could be the genetic, could be the number where you are in the family. The older ones took the role. Maybe someone challenged. So all of a sudden you had the permission to, to uh, that's actually two answers. One of them is someone challenged the family, and all of a sudden you came after that, so you were able to hear it. But before, no one challenged. Could also be the number that you are. Could be that the younger you are or sometimes the older that you are. Sometimes the parents were less healthy or more healthy. Then there's the genetic factor. And then there's the environmental factor of your class or your friends. You might have had different classes of friends where there was a certain awareness. And then it can be that by you possibly the older siblings, if they were older, might have been too much, let's say, like those parents that were unhealthy, going again with your assumption. And now you've had three unhealthy or four unhealthy people picking on you, that that's why your experience is so much more than others. You might have had different circumstances that happened to you. You might have read something, or you might have been more aware of something that now changed your perception. And for better or worse, sometimes I've been attacked on this program exactly for that reason, that we've created an awareness. I've had someone call me up, a husband tell me, since my wife started listening to you about four years ago, she stopped saying that I'm an abusive husband, she's going to this. They now have Rabbanim calling me up, all your fault, Mordechai. And I guess in that case, I should be saying Baruch Hashem. This woman got exactly. aware. She started getting help. She started getting Rabbanim involved. She's going to the therapist, and everyone is saying this guy's abusive. So let's understand, we don't know what's going on. You might have been listening for a while just to programs like this. You might have read books. You might have had friends that were talking about it. There are so many different issues. There's the biopsychosocial model and so many other levels that can be why you have one way, why they have another. And another one we discuss is even the Stockholm Syndrome. Mm-hmm. Rev. Nissen, what do you say? He's talking about Stockholm Syndrome. It's talking about it's basically well-known uh, ostage uh, with Erst uh, and other famous stories, you know, that the yeah. people was... Uh, an hostage for a long time and become like defending and become part of this. I, I you know, that's feel sympathy to the uh, bad people. But again, uh, this is a really a something that I would say that it's a point of view of a teenagers. And I, I would, I know, I understand this, uh, your, your uh, vision and stuff like this. Many times, many times uh, as, as a family, we each for each of us, and you look at about your palm, uh, palm, and see not all the fingers are equal. Each of us is seeing the world differently, and so many uh, psychology tests examine. You know, uh, they did about you know, uh, show pictures that uh, giving ten people, and each of each of us saw it differently on the pictures. That's right. Uh, like projective testing. Exactly. So, um, mm. you know, it could be that you, uh, again, I'm not defending your family. I'm defending you. I just, I just, I'm saying that 
it's so difficult to find really the, the, the line unless you really go and uh, trying to, to find peace inside yourself and try to see that uh, what maybe the other side also. Because I, I know I know from my personal uh, life, I had friends that learned psychi- uh, psychology in the university, and suddenly they come to me, oh, Nisim, I'm, I'm like this, this, and this, and giving the symptoms. And I read it on these symptoms and become like, oh, this person starts be, being uh, analyzing other people because they read the books and become like, uh, a, a, you know, and Mordechai, you definitely know this, that's in the beginning of when you... you, you you learn, you study, you start define people according what you stages in your life and 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 learning. That's right. So I I would say I would say definitely definitely have to be look into it much deeper than you just. It's awareness here. Yeah, what we're talking about is awareness, and please also took yourself a little bit deep and just don't. If you read about abuse or about this, just to try to to be examine it a, a little bit deeper. And maybe, maybe talk with, sit with your sibling and open pages. But my therapist says that it's abuse. It's, it's clear-cut abuse. Okay. But maybe your siblings, I'm not even with a diet. Is there any chance that your siblings would speak to your therapist? Is it? Is a therapist? No, I'm not going to let them. I'm curious. Why not? Because my gut feeling is that they're unhealthy. Um, my question to you is: The therapist is approach your parents. Yes. And, and they. And they said that they never met such a crazy person in their life. Oh wow. Okay. Yep, it gets complicated questions yes. like this. Yes. Okay, so it's really it's not for the this. Exactly. Not for this program, then maybe. Yes. No, no, you're right. It's, it's something that needs more hands-on. You need more asking. You might need someone to sit down with the family, explain to them this and this is what's going on. You, can't, you cannot work with them. I've tried. They said they're going to arrest the therapist, and I'm not going to try again because the therapist says she's not working with me anymore because she can't be arrested for one client when she has a lot of clients to work with. She cannot so. be arrested. A therapist is, cannot be arrested. How are you to arrest a therapist? Because <laughs> that's how they yelled. <laughs> okay, well, any therapist is not afraid of that. Any um, therapist, okay, so as long as everything is documented and if they're licensed, they have nothing to be afraid of. So back then, the, that therapist was not licensed because it took me time to get the license. Ah, so but that's I'm something else. Try. So then we still, okay, right. So again, it gets complicated. But just it's, to be clear, that therapists are not I afraid of I just need that I'm doing right. I don't know. I could just give you a physic to keep on growing. I don't know. And I would just recommend that, as you see, it's a little bit more complicated, that go ahead and go for the licensed therapist also. I'm not saying drop what you're doing, but make sure you go to the licensed therapist. I'm only therapist. going to license by now. I'm only okay. going to license by now. Very good. Excellent. <laughs> so, again, certain <laughs> people can use us, Conum. I like, again, I don't want Chatsham, anyone to take from my words. That I don't like, you know, the, those Askanim and those people that give chizik and those are life coaches. But your case definitely is a case that needs now licensed therapists. And I only go to license, and I the um the now if I have the mic by my mouth, I can say that the not licensed therapists um 
I always hear you say they're very good, and I agree that they're very good for, for problems that they can handle. But when they start doing stuff that has with health, they really have blood on their hands. And my husband told me that he's so in a cipher, and I always forget the name of the Sadiq, but he writes that um, in the times of the Baisamikdash, a person was only allowed to practice um, to be a doctor if he had permission from the Sanhedrin. And today's days, a person is, we don't have Sanhedrin, so a person is only allowed to be a doctor if he has permission from the government. And if a person is a doctor without permission from the government, then he has blood on his hands. These words you saw in a cipher from 200 years ago. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. okay. Yeah. I'm all time. Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah, and I just want everyone listening that that you I'm not saying but you're you're not a teenager. You're someone that's much older and more sad. I just don't want anyone listening to go think that you're like some someone that has that's that's on a low on a younger level in life. It means you're older, you've gone through a lot of life, you're as you said, you're I'm married. Mother, I'm a mother already. I just exactly. I stayed that's with all. my young boys, but I'm Excellent. I have kids. I, that's what I just want people to listen for people just not to assume that you're just someone that like you're making up stuff hey these things could still be but I'm just mean to no, say that I you're, have my own kids already Bar Hashem. exactly Bar Hashem yeah and yeah if I would have stayed by non-licensed therapist then I wouldn't be here to share the story wow okay yeah okay thank you okay. for that Arvnissa. thank you okay thank you yes so, so, thank you for your time for having hosting this program, and thank everyone for calling up. Okay, thank you, and regular, uh, we will continue our regular programs, and uh, keep listening to us. Yes, hatslacha. Be well. Amen.